This is Fred Stoller. You may know me from Seinfeld, Dumb and Dumber, Get Off the Phone, Everybody Loves Raymond, and the original OG Thrill Seeker. You know what I did? I'm going to rent a movie. I'm not going to rewind it. That's why I love this podcast. You are listening to Massive Late Fee with Mike and Mark. Oh, yeah. I used to just uh, return videos and not rewind them. Screw that late fee. Yeah. Well, hello, everybody. Thank you, uh, Fred. I like how Mike, he says, by the way, I'm Mark. Uh, with me as always, my host, Mike. How you doing, Mike? Not too bad about yourself. Good. I like how Fred says, you know what I'm going to do? <laughs> and then he says, and then he says he used to uh, rent movies and not rewind them. But you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to rent a movie and not rewind it. You'll show them, Fred. Oh, yeah. Go to Bend, you know Oregon <laughs> and, and rent it from. But I don't even know if they have videotapes oh, there. Actually, actually, I have some, some news on this. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. The last remaining blockbuster is going to start doing Airbnb rentals. So people who because they see people from all over the world visit him. Oh, yeah. See, that's if we ever get to a thousand episodes and if it's still around, <laughs> that's where we're going. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. I stop by one of the legal weed shops, get, you know, nice and good before. Absolutely. I know they have, I know they have merchandise that they're selling. Nice. So go to blockbuster.com or whatever it is. I don't know what it is, but look up blockbuster merchandise and, and you'll find it. I'm not going to do that. And uh, while you're there, pick up a six pack of uh, Sam Adams. Uh, what is it? October Harvest Oktoberfest. Ale? Let's get out of here. Oktoberfest. Do Although you, I have to admit, I think the best Oktoberfest beer that I've tried is Frankenmuth Oktoberfest from mm-hmm. Frankenmuth, Michigan. <laughs> Can you drink it out of a boot? You know, I'd like to get a boot, but no, I, I don't have it. A glass boot. That'd be great. Glass boot. Yeah. Your friend could tell you how to how to like spin it to. What does he say? Get the 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 centripetal force. I don't know what the fuck he says. But it's the easiest way to drink it down. Yeah, you have to you have to twist it. Yeah, I think it is uh, centripetal. I can't remember what he says. That's a, mm. that's a. I think it's a very underrated movie. Beer fest. Love Hilarious. that movie. Yeah, that's my favorite uh, Broken Lizard movie. It's so per. It's so perfect. I mean, Super Troopers obviously is like mm. the OG. I love that movie, yep. but. I feel that Beer Fest is just so tightly written, and there's so many great jokes, and there's callbacks to Super Troopers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, uh, at one point, the guy, uh, Kevin Heffernan, the guy who plays uh, Farva, mm-hmm. and I can't remember what his character, Landfill in the uh, movie, yep. uh, Beer Fest, he, he, like, he goes, give me 10 schlitz, or whatever the, the German equivalent of schlitzes is. Yeah. That's what he orders at Super Troopers. <laughs> Yeah, and one of my favorite parts is when he goes a ZJ. He goes it's eight dollars. He goes, "What's a ZJ?" He goes, "Well, if you have to ask, you can't afford it." He just told him it's eight dollars. <laughs> maybe he meant maybe he meant emotionally he couldn't afford it. <laughs> no, I love Beer Fest too. I think that that's that's my favorite of their movies. Uh, like you said, Super Troopers, a uh, huge fan of that. I like uh, Puddle Jumpers, too. Uh, it's not as... That's the first movie they did, and it's not it's not as polished as Super Troopers, and it's not as good or, or tightly written as, as Beer Fest is. But there's some really laugh-out-loud lines uh, in there. And then Club Dread is, you know, is fine. <laughs> 
I don't really know how to describe See, it other than that. I feel grows on me. I didn't like it at first, but the more I watch it, the more I like it. It's definitely a different like tone, but I think mm. it was actually directed by I think Jay, right? Paul Paul oh, Soder? Was maybe? it? I could be I could be wrong, but he's like he's definitely more into like horror and that kind of stuff. Okay. I haven't seen the Slam and Salmon, have you? No, I have not. I'd like to see that one. It, I I can't, I can't imagine it's terrible. I can't see them putting out a terrible movie. I mean, I don't like Puddle Cruiser as much as you do, but mm. uh, I mean, I haven't seen a movie that I saw that they put out that I. Well, actually, no, that's not true. Super Trooper Two wasn't that good. Yeah, that's true. There's funny parts in it, but it's not like the funniest thing I've ever seen. It, it's not necessary. Yeah, yeah, that's that should be on the poster. <laughs> Super Troopers Two. It's not necessary. <laughs> Man, I don't feel upset that I paid to see it because I, I know that it supports them in a way, and mm-hmm. I, I like that they make stuff. I want them to make more things. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I don't think Super Troopers 2 was the great. It wasn't bad, but I, I, I don't know that I'd see it again. Maybe if I watch it more, it'll grow on me. I don't know. Yeah. yeah I, that's that's another one that's hard to find, like, streaming anywhere and stuff, too. Yeah. So that that makes it harder. That makes it harder to watch it more than uh, more than once. Yeah, but yeah. So, uh, Mike, do you? So, yeah, we actually watched something this week. I'm we sorry, did. What were we gonna say, Mark? I was just gonna ask if you wanted to go right into it, or if you had any other gossip you wanted to talk about. Um, no, I was trying to. Th- uh, okay, I don't really. Was Megan Fox married to Brian Austin Green? Yes. Okay, I didn't know they were actually married. I know that I read something that like he's upset that she's with this Machine Gun Kelly guy. Okay, because it was just so quick. But I didn't even know they were actually married. Oh, I thought maybe because he's uh, against, um, you know, the Second Amendment or something. Oh no, you know, you know, uh, Megan Fox must just love rappers. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't <laughs> what? Yeah, David uh, David Silver, the the OG rapper. Um, I you I know about that on uh, Retro Late Fee, which was recorded twenty years ago. Yeah, twenty five years ago. Twenty five years ago today. I don't I don't understand exactly what they're. I think they're they're not divorced. I think they're separated, but they were married for they were together at least for ten years, I guess. And I mean, you got the best ten years, right? Yeah, oh, for sure. Um, but. Uh, but I, I was on Twitter. David Silva. I was on Twitter the other day because I, you know, on on our retro late fee account, I follow him and the rest of the the nine hundred two one zero crew. So, despite the fact that I don't have like a very big, you know, vested interest in in what they're doing or whatever, you know, I follow them because of of the show. And um, he posted a picture of his kids. And, and like his, he has, I think like four or five boys that all look very, what's the nicest? Like they all look very pretty. Um, so they're, you know, they're, yeah, I noticed you're not dead. (laughs) Well, the thing is, is they look a lot like their mom, right? So they're. They and they all have and they all have they all have extremely long hair. I mean, I don't want like I, I guess the kids aren't going to be listening to this because you know who the fuck like would let their kids listen to this. And I'm sure Brian Austin Green's not going to listen to this. But not to be offensive, but they all look like girls. I mean, they have they have they look a lot like their mom. They have very like feminine features, right? So he wrote, "Achingly beautiful boys, my heart is dot dot dot. My heart is yours." And a bunch of people. <laughs> 
are, are on here saying like uh something about uh like why are you doing this to your wife um you know like what like and like you know like they're talking about him and his his marriage with with megan fox and everything and like and i don't get it like there must be obviously some these are you know people that like stalk him basically that know everything about his life i don't uh so there must be something behind this i guess where it's like they're they're interpreting this as like him basically like shoving it in his wife's face i think he has custody of them maybe uh for right now or something like that and i don't know but there was a bunch of people like pissed off at him and like saying like oh you know it's not a classy move and stuff and i'm like what the fuck like he just he just posted pictures of his four sons like hey you know i love these kids kind of thing it's like what the fuck so that they have four children together yeah she had four kids apparently i mean i guess some of them could be from other uh other relationships i i don't know anything about david silver's life but that's a brian austin green question how does he survive well he was married to megan fox oh yeah doesn't like in uh in um california it's like an even division of property yeah yeah it's a it's a uh what they call it equal um or community property it's community property estate do you think he's still making like a 90210 money in some way or he made enough that he doesn't have to work? I mean, I'm sure he's made enough through that. He doesn't have to work. Assuming he lives like a relatively modest lifestyle. You know what I heard today that like just fucking boggles my mind. So I was aware that the last two seasons of Friends, that the cast of Friends made a million dollars an episode each, apparently because David Schwimmer was like, let's negotiate together let's let's you know it's like all or nothing we all get the same thing let's not let them play out play us against each other or whatever we just negotiate together so whatever they get a million dollars an episode for the last two seasons um apparently they still make 20 million dollars each in royalties every year and apparently friends somehow I mean, I, I don't know what I don't know how these deals work with Netflix and shit like that, but um, Friends still makes a billion dollars a year for Warner Brothers. Well, I bet. I mean, there's a huge. Wasn't it when they left Netflix? There's a huge con- or they have one more year in Netflix and everybody's upset over it. Yeah, yeah, because I think they're going to go to HBO Max or whatever. Because I think that's who owns them. I mean, Friends isn't a show I especially like, but I understand the concept. I mean, like like. Uh, Futurama is a show like that to me. I could turn it on, watch basically any episode, and then it's comforting. I know a lot mm-hmm. of people go to sleep watching it, and the, a lot of people are upset that it left Netflix, so it's on Hulu, which I also have, because they have every fucking streaming service for some reason. Yeah. Except well, stars. The thing is, is I don't, I don't, like, how, I don't know how these, I guess I just, I don't know how these deals work where Warner Brothers, who owns, you know, Friends, license it sit to netflix or licenses it to hulu or whatever they, they, they must pay they must have to pay just an ungodly sum of money to, to license it then oh sure i'm obviously they're making money off it otherwise you wouldn't do it but yeah then right. seinfeld um I, I i'm not really funny i don't think i've watched regular tv for like maybe outside of sports for like a while oh I mean, yeah me I mean, too that's not true i watch jeopardy when i can because i love that show but mm-hmm. uh yeah, I don't know, but I mean, I, I mean, do they still play reruns of like Everyone Loves Raymond and that kind of stuff? I would assume so. I don't know because or like the King of Queens is that 
popular, I guess. I don't know. Like you. So I have YouTube TV. I don't have an actual like cable thing anymore. I just have YouTube TV, which is basically like getting a having a cable package plus all, all the streaming yeah, services I'm looking into that. um but what i use this is what i watch on live tv like you jeopardy although i haven't watched jeopardy in a little while because obviously they're not filming new episodes right now and they're they're all reruns uh live sports uh and then better call saul i think better call saul is the only yeah yeah i do watch better call saul you're right i think that's the only thing that up uh, that appears on like live tv on a week-to-week basis that I still watch any- anymore. I think everything else is either original to whatever streaming service it's on or reruns of, of other things. I think that's pretty much it. I rarely browse through the live TV feature on YouTube TV. I mostly just record things and then, you know, watch them, watch them later. But yeah, I, I assume that friends still plays Seinfeld still plays in syndication somewhere. Um, but yeah, just, it, it was crazy to me that, it made that much money for not that they got that they got that much in royalties necessarily, but that it made that much money for Warner's uh, every, every year. I was like, wow, these the yeah. contracts for these must be produce create and produce a really successful TV show that goes for like you know nine seasons or ten seasons or whatever, and you're basically I think it's episodes you have to worry about. Yeah, you're basically set for life at that point. You you don't have to do anything ever again. Um, if you're if you're like the creator and you you get like the bulk of the money from from this type of stuff, but uh, as far as David Silver goes, um, whatever Brian Austin Green, I would assume that he makes it because it's on Hulu. Like the now two and stuff's on Hulu. I would assume he makes a an okay amount from that. Um, other than that, I'm not I'm not sure if he you know if he invested his money wisely and. And stuff like that. I, I would assume he's doing okay. He's got a podcast right now. Oh, well, he must be raking it in. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Everybody that's doing a podcast is making tons of money, just like us. Tell your friends, by the way, so we can increase our our reach of people so that we can get uh, more sponsors and make more money. <laughs> sponsors like Frankenmuth. That's right. Frankenmuth Oktoberfest. Apparently, Brian Austin's green, Brian Austin Green's net worth is estimated at eight million dollars. Good for him. Yep, and he's six feet tall, taller than I would have thought. Really, yeah. I didn't think he was that tall. Yep. Apparently, who do you think has a? Who do you think has more money, him or Ian Ziering? I think Ian Ziering because of the Sharknado movies. <laughs> Yeah, I yeah I think I I agree with you. I think he's I think he's probably got more. Let's see, Ian Ziering net worth. Let's say thirteen. Huh. Also eight million dollars. Oh okay. What about Gabrielle Cartieris? Two million dollars. That's you know it's not nothing <laughs> if that's what it is. And social security. <laughs> right. Pension as well. Let's see. Uh, oh my God, Mike, you were so close. Cartier's net worth is estimated to be three million dollars. Uh, actually, that's not that close. That's fifty percent off. What about Shannon Doherty? I'll bet. Um, I'll bet you hers is more. She's probably got a lot. Yeah, I'll bet. she was in one movie. And she was in uh, Charmed. Mallrats. Oh, yeah. Charmed. I forgot Charmed. Yeah, that's eighteen. Fifteen million, we'll say. This should be our new. This should be our new game. 
What the hell? Okay. How? How? What the fuck did she do with her money? 30? Oh, no. <laughs> Five. Five wow. million dollars. Really? You think Charmed alone would... I, I bet Alyssa Milano's worth like 30 million dollars. Yeah, that's why she's able to just... Uh... Sit around I don't know if it's actually her house, but someone's like posted a picture. It's like a giant mansion she lives in. Apparently, her estimated net worth is ten million dollars. Well, I thought it'd be more. She apparently she lives in Joe Rogan's neighborhood, which is funny because she was upset that he has more like listeners to his podcast. Oh, she has a podcast. I didn't know that. Exactly. <laughs> I've heard Jenny Garth is also worth eight million dollars somehow. What has she done since then? Oh, you know what? You know what we're sleeping on? I don't think she's done anything since then. You know whose you know who's net worth is absolutely number one? Tori okay. Spellings. Oh, well, yeah. that's a, I, Actually, I heard that she wasn't really cut into the will as much as she should have been. Hmm. Wait a second. There's no way. This has got to be wrong. It's from Good Housekeeping, though. Right now, no. it's, right now it's estimated that Tori has a net worth of $500,000. That might be correct. I think she said she had money problems, and I'm not kidding. I believe that her mother got all of the money from the will, and I think her mother's still alive. Oh, wow. I imagine her mother's worth half a billion, maybe, if yeah. not more. Oh, yeah. If not more. I mean, I don't think they play all the old uh, Aaron Spelling shows on TV as much anymore, but, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Let's see. Tori's... What's the guy who did Gillian's Island, Sherman Schwartz? Yeah, I've heard of him. Yeah, he probably was super rich, but oh my god, he made some of the shittiest fucking shows I've ever heard of. I hate uh, Gilligan's Island so much. Yeah, so but he did he did a lot more shows too. <laughs> Guess what, Mike? What's that? Candy Spelling is uh, Tori Spelling's mom. You said half a billion, right? Maybe more. Yes. Her net worth is seven fifty. Her net worth is six hundred million dollars. Yeah. Yeah. I'm surprised it's not higher. Wow. Yeah, no, I you seriously absolutely because uh you know, Aaron Spelling was a fucking legend. What other shows did Gillig the Schwartz make? Gilligan's Island uh zone. Um and I believe I heard at one point like uh, Aaron Spelling's like mansion had like a room just for wrapping gifts. Mm-hmm. I um a wealthy guy around here, uh, Art Van Elslander, he owned the Art Van uh Furniture Empire. I, yes. I went to his house to help decorate for. He had a giant house, but Aaron, uh, Aaron Spelling was probably like, you know, twice as wealthy as him, if not more. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Art Van, he did have a lot of money for sure. Yeah. His house was so big that it's actually sinking into the earth because we're in the shore of uh, Lake Sinclair. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Nice yeah, guy, though, right? He was very nice whenever yeah. I, I had a very limited engagement. Very mm-hmm. nice guy. He was very good for the company. He would always do his best to offer bonuses. Very, very nice guy. Everybody I've met in the family, nice people. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's a shame that, you know, their company was bought by, uh, you know, predatory uh, capital investment type firm that mm-hmm. basically pulled a Wall Street on them. But, yeah, very nice people, everyone I've met. Yep. Yep, absolutely. Uh, I read about that. They're they're like because I, I didn't I wasn't I wasn't really even aware of that, but I heard that they were having sales, and I was like, oh, they're having sales. So I went and checked on it, and then I saw the notice on their website, and I was like, oh, what the fuck? My yeah, wife, my wife and I were both like, you're not going to give them time. 
with a fucking global pandemic? Uh, no, it was like right at the beginning where they just like abruptly shut everything off. Nobody, like a lot of people, didn't get their checks in time. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of people because I'm like on their alumni Facebook group. Mm-hmm. I mean, there were some people who were very helpful. Like this one guy alone, like got. He knew somebody at the unemployment office was able to help get a lot of people, you know, their unemployment checks and that kind of stuff. Right. The company just like vanished. Yeah, it's bullshit, um, especially for a company that's been that's done a lot of good and, and, and been a, a big part of the community for so long. Well, yeah, for sure. They sponsored the Thanksgiving parade every year. Yeah, um, they saved they for, saved for the fucking Thanksgiving time. parade when because it, it was yeah. it was going it was going to go away in Detroit and they saved it like way back when my, my mom would always talk about that. Yeah, probably my favorite job I ever had was working there. I worked there about five years, maybe, something mm-hmm. like that. Yep. A lot of fun, you know, just a lot of nice physical work. You know, you come home tired, you you know, it, just a fun, you know, plenty of overtime in the holiday seasons. A, a very fun, nice job that I enjoyed. Yep. Uh, by the way, just to finish things out, now Dylan McKay is dead. Uh, so I didn't look up his net worth because it doesn't exist anymore. But, uh, you know, whoever got it, I don't know. Uh, but Jason Priestley somehow is the the king of the net worths of the um, the 90210 crew. He is worth an estimated $16 million. I don't know what he's huh. done since. Maybe Tiger Beat pays really well. I don't know. I mean, he, he, was, he was on the show the whole time, if I'm not mistaken. I think Shannon mm-hmm. Doherty probably left early. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know was... that it was really in syndication, but he was probably the star of the show. I mean, him and Shannon Doherty at the beginning, for mm-hmm. sure. Yep. Yeah, I would say so. I mean, I don't know that he did much beyond that, but I mean, I mean, if he just did this one series and then retired like a multimillionaire, good for him. That's what you want to do. Yeah. And we're trying to get him on uh, ever, Retro Lefe. If I was ever cast on a uh, like a series like that, like even like if I had if I if I was able to retire at the end, I would be done. Yeah, I like like uh, what's his name Tom from Fate from MySpace, right? So yeah, <laughs> like that's the dream right there. Tom, uh, you know, built up MySpace. He sold it to um, to Google. I there to yeah to AOL or, or no, something like yeah, that. Yeah, AOL something like that. But he sold it to them for like uh, six hundred million dollars, and then he just now all he does is like go on Instagram and uh, post pictures of uh, like every place in the world he travels and stuff. Yeah, it's like I mean that's what I do. Yeah, he built this stuff up, and he's like, okay, now I'm gonna have fun for the rest of my life. I I, I love it. Uh, but speak- yeah, I find it weird. I mean, to me, I don't think like I'd be like an Elon Musk type, where I where I'd keep making company after company. Company, mm-hmm. like oh cool, I sold I sold PayPal. See ya. Yeah, exactly. I can't imagine you'd say most of the stuff that Elon Musk says on Twitter. No. (laughs) Oh my goodness. I wouldn't. uh, I wouldn't uh, take a handful of Scrabble uh, letters and throw them onto with a board and then name my child that. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Oh, Elon Musk. Different though. I mean, he's. The Starlink satellites will probably be, you know, very great in the future. Mm-hmm. Not for astronomy, but what you do. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so speaking of Elon Musk, we watched a movie that Elon Musk probably enjoyed. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, Palm Springs, Mike. Yep. What did you th- uh, what did you think of Palm Springs? First of all, I was supposed to watch this with my wife, which I didn't. Oh. Sorry. Okay. Second, I actually enjoyed this. I didn't. I didn't. 
I was kind of neutral going in. Andy Samberg is hit or miss in my opinion. Like mm-hmm. I like him to a degree, but in some instances, I don't. I really don't. I don't know uh, the other actors. The only other one I know is J.K. Simmons, who's great in this. Yes, he is absolutely excellent in this um, movie. It's it, it shares a similar device, from my understanding, with uh, Groundhog Day, where he's mm-hmm. repeating the same day over and over. It's Andy Samberg, like at his. Uh, Shit, I don't even know what his... It's his girlfriend's friend's wedding. That's what it is, yeah. Yeah. But what I like is it starts off with him already being in this weird time loop. Yes. Which is kind of funny because we just talk about time loops with... uh, Or time distortion with the Watchmen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's already aware because he's already like mastered everything he he does. He gives this amazing speech. He just basically can pick almost any woman or one man to have sex with. You know, he just... Anything... Uh, a deviant person would do in a time loop he has done. Yeah. The, my, so I, I thought this was, I thought this was decent. Um, it, it's gotten a lot of love from both critics and audiences on, you know, Rotten Tomatoes and the other review aggregators, like 99% or like 95% or something like that. See, I don't know if that good. I wouldn't say it's flawless, but <laughs> right. I, I, enjoy it it's it's i think it's a fun movie it's it's underrated if it was it ever in the theaters did it go straight to netflix it was straight or, to netflix or hulu. Hulu, I, I hulu yeah it was straight to hulu um well, I, I, I i thought it was a good movie i'd watch it again now throughout this discussion uh i just want to give everyone maybe a trigger warning however you want to say it throughout this discussion uh, it's probably going to sound like i'm ripping on the movie because i have some problems with the movie but uh, I'm going to say right off the top, I did like the movie. I thought it was a good movie and and definitely, you know, uh, decently entertaining. It wasn't it wasn't like the best movie I've ever seen, but it wasn't, you know, it, it was far from the worst. It was it was good. Um, I, I like the premise. I thought the performances were good. Yeah. Uh, so you haven't seen Groundhog's Day. And I've seen bits of it. That's like... This is basic. This is like exact, almost exactly Groundhog's. I'm not the situation's different, but Andy Sandberg is basically this like nihilistic guy, like nothing matters kind of person. Um, and that's a lot of what, uh, what's his name? Uh, Bill, Bill Murphy's character was in, uh, in, um, Groundhog's Day. Now, oh, he played a uh, sarcastic guy, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Now, what's her name? Ted Ted Mosby's uh, actual wife. Uh, I think her name is Kristen Malati. That's the. the I'm not sure who Ted Mosby is. It's from uh, How I Met Your Mother. She's she played the mother. Ah. <laughs> but yeah, I think her name is Kristen Malati. She's she's been in Black Mirror. Uh, very good in Black Mirror. She's got really big oh, eyes. She can play that like I'm confused and don't know what's going on very well. Uh, Which uh, Black Mirror was she in? She was in, uh, I, uh, what the hell was it called? Um, it's the one where uh, uh, Meth Damon. Technology is evil. <laughs> Meth Damon from, from Breaking oh, okay. Bad. The, the USS Callister. Yeah. Yeah, I think, it was, I think that's I what it was called, Calister. the Callister, yeah. I think that was a that was my favorite episode of Black Mirror by far. It was a very good episode. And incredibly underrated is the opening shot where it's basically a parody of um, Star Trek, like the original series Star Trek. And I swear, if you have ever seen an episode of Star Trek 
the original the original series people always make fun of the way uh william shatner talks they'll all do the they'll all do a very hyper exaggerated you know like but we've got to go yeah, you know, like kevin pollack impression i believe exactly yeah everyone's basically doing an, an impression of kevin pollack doing that impression right fucking jesse Plemons. i i swear he must have studied this the those shows because his impression of him is perfect it is dead on understated you know exactly the kind of inflection that uh that william shatner would give in those in those scenes and then obviously the cinematographer studied it well they do a lot of the uh that like hazy filter and stuff like that uh and they they do the way they frame the shots and everything it's it's perfect a perfect recreation of that and he is absolutely excellent in that and it is yeah, one of my favorite compare. episodes too of Black i can't really compare because like i said i haven't seen any star trek really i've mm-hmm. seen some next generations but he's a very good actor obviously he's in breaking bad very mm-hmm. good very good in el camino i know people like you know lambasted his appearance but i mean his performance is so good in that El Camino. Oh yeah, absolutely. Just, just watch that for him alone. I mean, so creepy. Him and like his aquarium with the spiders and like his trophies from the people he's killed. Yes, God. he's also very good in Fargo season two. And that's one I haven't seen. And I I need to I need to get up on Fargo. I think the next season's coming out soon uh, with Chris Rock. I'm kind of uh, kind of hesitant because I don't think Chris Rock's a good actor. Yeah, he's pretty bad in everything I've seen him in. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I hopefully he'll be good in this. I mean, what he's going to be an angry guy? That's good. <laughs> I, do, I do like him. I do like him a lot as a comedian, and I like the movie. Um, shit, it's a movie with him and Bernie Mac where he's like running for president. That's a really I really oh, like head that. of state. I believe that's called head of state. Yep, I think we saw that together in the theater. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's I a saw good it movie. I love Bernie Mac, but yeah, I like that. He's good in that. But yeah, so um. Andy Sandberg in this movie is, you know, he's so he's Andy Sandberg basically, right? Like he's yeah, yeah. he's he's very funny. He's good at what he does. There are some emotional scenes in the movie where, you know, like Kristen Malati carries those scenes because she's a very good, you know, accomplished actress and he's He's not the world's best actor. You know, he he's good at what he does and he's very funny, but he he doesn't he doesn't quite have the range. He always looks like he's almost smiling even when he's doing like a real serious scene. Um sure. And then uh Ty- Tyler uh Harklin. <laughs> Tyler Harklin is in this movie. That's the one that um the Tyler Harklin? Yeah. Spoilers for uh for this movie, by the way. That's the one that we find out later that uh, Kristen Malati was cheating with the uh, her her sister's yeah her sister's groom. Um, yeah, he was you you know you know Tyler Herklin, I think right he was in Road to Perdition you like that movie? Who is he the kid in that? Um uh, maybe I think so yeah well two, he let's probably see. has to be um let's yeah, see yeah like that movie yeah he's he's like, like salad dressing guy right yeah he was in uh, what's he was in. Uh, actually, he was on Teen Wolf, I believe. <laughs> that oh, uh, that I television know. show that we talked about. Oh, I know a thing or two about the movie. Right. Uh, yeah, we know about uh, some unintentional nudity or intentional nudity, unknown nudity in that movie. Thanks to Matt. Correct. Probably with Boof. Right. Yes, uh, thanks to Matt. Thank you, Matt. <laughs> 
Thanks for pointing out all the penises that you point out, Matt. Thanks for having a, a great dick reader. <laughs> Not once have he, has Matt told me about a, a, a breast that was actually exposed. <laughs> but ball bags, he's fucking right on that. Yeah, Good for you, buddy. But anyway, so um, so yeah, Andy Samberg, you know, is is it? Here's here's one of the problems that I had with this movie. So I I the whole time I was going through the movie, as the more you learn about these characters, at one point I'm just kind of like, why um, why am I rooting for them? (laughs) Like, especially, yeah, I mean, especially Kristen Malati. Like, she's like, okay, I'm going to do the most selfless thing I can think of, which we later learn is tell her sister while she's standing there about to get married that her groom cheated on her, you know, with her. And she thinks that's the most selfless thing she could do. Like, she's still the woman that. Uh, that decided that she was gonna fuck her her sister's husband or soon to be husband, uh, the day before their wedding. Like, why? Like, I I didn't see enough of her like actually changing who she was. Either of them, really. Yeah, I I don't know. With her, I think it's kind of interesting. They point out that she has to wake up every morning like in the same bed with him, which mm-hmm. is kind of a torture to her because you know. They don't really say how long they're in this time distortion, but they both kind of come to the, well, she more than him comes to the conclusion, oh, I'm doing something wrong. If I do it correctly, then, you know, this day will go to the next day because mm-hmm. obviously I need to do something. But right. really what it turns out is uh, that that has no effect because it's really just like a physical distortion of like the space-time continuum itself due to this earthquake. Yep. Yeah, exactly. And the yeah, dinosaurs so- are there. <laughs> right. Yeah, so, you know, they kind of fall for each other after all this time. And, you know, she as soon as she wakes up, she goes to him and that sort of thing. But then, uh, you know, shockingly, there's a conflict. <laughs> yes. And this whole time, he's being hunted by this madman who's J.K. Simmons. And it turns out that J.K. Simmons, like in one of the times that he went to this wedding, he actually brought him to this cave. Mm-hmm. And whoever he brings to this time cave, like, is stuck in the same loop. So J.K. Simmons is also in this loop with him. And so he's very angry and he's trying to kill him. And then... At one point, she is, like, you know, protecting him from J.K. Simmons because, like, they call the police and, like, he's in a cop car. And mm-hmm. there's a lot there's, there's a lot going on with this whole – I mean, it's kind of interesting that he's dragged two people into this torture with him. Right. Exactly. But, yeah. yeah it's, it's, it, I was just going to say, J.K. Simmons is by far the thing I loved most in this movie. In basically – I mean, he he's in two very big scenes in the movie. So one, you know, and it kind of shows what a great actor he is. And Jackie yeah, Simmons is the best. I mean, if you think he's bad, like a bad guy in this, watch Oz. He's such a mm-hmm. charismatic, like evil character. He's a white supremacist that you kind of like root for in some at sometimes. That's how good <laughs> of an actor he is, right? But yeah, like he these there's one scene where they're doing all the cocaine and uh, just like fucking like going nuts. And he's, you know, like he's, like you said, he's, he's kind of menacing, but in like a, not a super threatening way necessarily in this, but he's like just going completely insane. And then we have a scene where he finally confronts him. Uh, Andy Sandberg finally confronts him and he's at his house with his wife and his kids. And it's very quiet. The whole scene's very quiet. The scene, they, they, they let the scene play out. The two of them are sitting there. Uh, you know, there are some funny lines in it, but, but it's 
portrayed pretty sincerely, like pretty earnestly, where he says, hey, you know, it's not so bad. I get to to wake up and, and be with my wife and my kids, you know, every day. And he's like, you know, I was pissed off at you. Uh, you know, look at my little girl over there. I'm never going to see her grow up. You know, and it's it is like as much as you don't want your kids to grow up necessarily, that is part of the, the fun of life. And uh, it's tragic. And he 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 sells that in a very understated, like quiet kind of way. So, you know, like I said, the two the two big scenes he has shows like the the huge range he has as an actor. Um, and he definitely was my favorite part of this movie and uh, and just an absolute great performer. Yeah, pardon me. Yeah, so it's, uh, you know, she actually starts to, like, just study physics to figure <laughs> out a way to get out of here. Yeah. Which is kind of funny, but it's actually very pragmatic. I mean, day after day, since she remembers, she just studies and studies. And eventually she, with the help of, what was it, a goat? Yes. She figures out, oh, if I blow this up at this time, it'll the goat's gone. I don't know if it's, you know, in the next day, but it's not here anymore. And that's really what I want. Right. Because they both, like, try to kill themselves multiple times. Oh, yeah. Beginning. Yeah, because they're trapped. I mean, it would be horrible to be trapped in the same day uh, for, you know, I mean, at one point she throws him a birthday party. It says happy millionth birthday. Right. I doubt it's that many years or whatever, but, you know, they've been there for a long, long time. Yeah, a lifetime. Yeah, probably. Uh, but yes. yeah, so she blows them up. Uh, they reconcile. Spoiler, and uh, you know, at the end, uh, they're in the next day, yep. and then they decide, you know, they're going to start fresh. Uh, they're probably going to be together, and it kind of ends there. Yeah, it's it's um. So a lot of it is, you know, familiar. Actually, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I was going to. I forgot one thing. They do. They do at the at the end. There's a kind of a nice scene where J.K. Simmons shows up to the wedding and he says hello <laughs> to uh, Andy Samberg. He goes, "I'm sorry, I've never met you before." And mm-hmm. J.K. Simmons like, "Oh," because she gave him like the, the way to get out. So he's like, "Okay, I can get out now too." Yeah. Before they leave the day, she leaves a message on his voicemail. We don't hear what it is right away, but um, basically, you know, it, it's implied later that she's giving him the instructions of what he needs to do in order to get out of this day. And yeah, like you said, he goes up to Andy Samberg's character. He doesn't know who he is. He's like, oh my God, it fucking worked. You know, and um, and so he he's, you know, presumably he's going to do it as well and also get out of this nightmare. Um, But yeah, it's uh, like I said, in some ways, it's very familiar territory when it comes to to romantic comedies, just with this, you know, this twist uh, this Groundhog Day slash Happy Death Day twist on top of it. I like Happy Death Day more than this movie because I like the genre yeah. shifting of it. Plus, they 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 do name check uh, Groundhog Day in in Happy Death Day at the end. Sure, but uh, but I I didn't like I said I I liked this this movie enough. It was um, you know it was uh, a I didn't hate that I watched it. It was a it was a pleasant way to spend uh, an hour and a half, and it, it is a pretty brisk uh, movie as well. Yeah, it's you know it's not it's not super heavy where it could be. It's it's pretty light, but there are undertones of philosophy and physics underneath it that if you wanted to delve into, you could. You know, like uh, you know, like nihilism and and stuff like that. At one point. Uh, Andy Samberg, you know, she says that, you know, they can leave and he doesn't want to because he has grown comfortable 
in this time and doesn't want to leave necessarily. Like he's afraid of the future. Um, and sure. she, she yeah. calls him out on that and, and they, they both kind of have to grow in certain ways. Yeah. It's like you said, I, I'd watch it again. It's, it's a nice kind of breezy movie. Mm-hmm. Yep. Not bad at all. Uh, yeah. If, if you've got Hulu, I would, I I'd check it out. It's wor- it's definitely worth yeah. your time. Sure. Alex, you should watch it too. Yeah. Why didn't you watch it? <laughs> I'll be in the doghouse if you need me. <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much the episode. Mike, you got anything you want to add? No. All right. Well, then we will see you next week. Bye. See you next time.